Hello and welcome to Rank Kings, the podcast that answers the age-old question, what's your dream job? I'm Danny Weiser and with me as always is my co-host and the summer camp counselor to my batting cages manager, Ty McGowan. What's up, dude? What is up? Oh yeah, man. Uh, summer camp counselor. That was the job when I was in college. Me and uh, <laughs> Brad Blaylock, former guest, uh, worked at the same summer camp. Yeah, former former is correct. He's never coming on again because he never <laughs> picks my list, and I hate him. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I texted you because I I wanted to. I thought it'd be funny for the opening comparison to talk about our favorite jobs that we've ever had. Give a, like a little peek behind the curtain into who we are. So, like, tell me about tell me about being a summer camp counselor. What was that like? Well, I mean, it was a summer camp that I went to when I was a kid. Um, so I kind of grew up there during the summers. Um, but yeah, man, it was awesome. Uh, I was usually in charge of any age between seven and 17. So it was very different. Like every two weeks I would have different age kids. So that was strange and it was fun and, and goofy and just, it was, I mean, it was awesome. It was, it was just a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I liked it a lot. I stayed there for, oh, how many summers did I work there? I think four summers in a row. Um, I was a camp counselor for two, and then I uh, was in charge of uh, some of the counselors um, the other two summers. But, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. A lot of my friends worked there. Um, I'm actually living. My roommates, all three of them, still work for that summer camp now full time. So, yeah, it was it was awesome. Sweet. Um, I, I worked as a batting cages manager for – I don't know, like a year and a half. It was cool. It was in it was in the town over, which is a little bit smaller than the town I live in. Um, and the owner picked just the worst possible location. Like it was on the outskirts of downtown, but it was facing like the crappy part of town, and it was like tucked back into a corner of this like weirdly constructed downtown of, of this city. Uh, yeah. And so like you had to work really hard to find it like mo half of my job was answering the phone and explaining to people how to get there. So it's just like, it was a really bad location and the hours were weird. We were open like, uh, it was like Tuesday through Friday from four 30 to nine, like four 30 PM to 9 PM. And then Saturday from like 10 AM to 4 PM or something like just the worst, stupidest hours to be open yeah. for business. Um, and so I worked, I worked pretty much every second that we were open and like made the schedule for the employees and like, didn't do a whole lot else. Cause n nobody was really coming in. Like most, most of it was just like scheduling stuff for like t-ball teams that wanted to come in because it was raining and needed to get a few cuts in, but that was pretty much it. It was, it ruled. Cause like you're just, it's Tuesday at 6 PM. Nobody's coming in. You sit there and eat some dinner and go have a few swings in the cages because like, there's nothing else to do. That job ruled. I miss it a lot, but did, did uh, you ever up any little league games? Have yeah, I did a that? lot of, I did a lot of umpiring. I also did like, the I, I worked uh, part time one a couple summers as an announcer and bookkeeper, so like I I kept the I kept the books I did the announcing for each batter and I did like the scoreboard or whatever yeah. and I I also prepared the fields every day before games would start like I would get on the uh, that gator thing with a right. cage you drag behind it to drag yeah. the infield and I would do the chalk lines and stuff. I did that for a couple summers in a row for a little extra money. That was always a really fun job. I've worked at a, in a concession stand uh, at 
a, a few different little league ballparks around here. Like I've everything that has to do with little league baseball, I've done at one point. I coached a couple teams. Yeah, one 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 time in high school, one of my buddies called me, and he was umping in this in this little league uh league i guess uh and he was like hey man like one of our umpires like just bailed last minute we just need you to come down for like one game because he knew that i understood the rules i didn't really need to do any training he's like okay well you're you're the home plate umpire um and the other team was coached by jeff bagwell one of the other teams (laughs) and it came down to a one score ninth inning with two outs and I called Jeff, one of Jeff Bagwell's players out at home and he flipped out on me and started yelling at me. And of course, like I'm the most like nonchalant person in the world (laughs) and he's just yelling at me and he's like, I can't believe you called that. Like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, "Uh, sorry, uh, the game's over though. So I'm going to leave now. I have to go. Which is like made him even worse because I was just like, Yo, this like I'm getting paid cash. Like I'm not even on the employee list. Like I'm just gonna bounce. Like I'll see you later. My Jeff. dude, they're about to hand me forty dollars, and you'll never see me again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he he yeah. just got even more mad because I was just like, yeah, sorry, that that's the call. <laughs> yeah, dude, nobody is meaner and like less reasonable than literally like t-ball coaches. They're so oh, yeah. incredibly mean <laughs> for no reason. It's it's hilarious. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm there. There's a reason I never coached any little league or, or, uh, like middle school sports teams because, um, I almost got kicked out of my little brother's Catholic basketball league because I just was yelling at the refs. And of course, like he didn't really play a lot. So like, he wasn't even on the court when I was yelling at the refs, but all the parents are kind of like, we don't condone what he's saying, but like, or we don't condone what he's doing, but like. We kind of agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> a shocker! You're such a you're such a turd. That doesn't shock me at all. All right, uh, not here to talk about jobs we've had. We're here to talk about our dream jobs. Uh, with the one, we had one rule going into this is that money doesn't matter because yeah. it would be incredibly easy to be like, well, I'm the CEO of Amazon because he doesn't really have to do anything and he's a billionaire. Like that's a very boring discussion, and so. Uh, we're going into these picks with the caveat money. Money doesn't exist. Money doesn't matter. This is sp- specifically about the job itself. Yeah. And we're also assuming that we're very good at the jobs that like we're at yeah. the top of the field of whatever job that we have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and get started. I'm list A this week. Um, and so I'll go with my honorable mentions. And my first one is Major League Baseball bullpen catcher. Um, hey, that, not a bad job just, <laughs> dude it's such a sick job like you there's no pressure at all nobody's right. ever gotten mad at a bullpen catcher before because you just squat down there and catch a baseball and throw it back to the guy that's warming up so easy you travel the country you get f- like the best possible seats to like 162 major league baseball games a year you get to hang out with all yeah. these major league baseball players. You don't get paid a ton of money, but again, money doesn't matter. You get enough to make a living, but you're just you're traveling, hanging out with baseball players and watching baseball games. What's better than that? But like, okay, since we're at the top of our field, you wouldn't want to be starting catcher. 
No, there's way there's a lot more pressure being a like, starting. You catcher. wouldn't want to be eyes are be on like, you. People are mad at you. You have to like there's you have to work so much harder if you're actively a player on the team. You've got to like you literally have to work every day at being better as a major league baseball catcher or bullpen catcher. You just get to chill. Yeah, but we're assuming you're at the top of your field, so you're like Mike yeah. Piazza in his prime. Or like Buster no, because Mike Piazza, Mike Piazza was never a bullpen catcher. Mike Piazza was no, an actual. I'm I don't want to be an actual catcher. <laughs> That's what I'm like, saying. I, I, I don't need to be. I'm not Pudge Rodriguez back there in the in the as a bullpen catcher. I don't have to be top of my field. I just want to be good enough that I get to keep my job because that's all that you need out of a bullpen. Like you're not like popping up and throwing rockets down to second base as a bullpen catcher. You know what I mean? I'm probably sitting on a bucket. And <laughs> I like I end up just catching just easy eighty five mile an hour fastballs while the guy warms up before he goes in the game. That's all I want, dude. It's such what, a relaxing, nice life. What if you were like, would you would you still want it if it was like you're still a bullpen catcher, but you're like one pitcher's favorite catcher? Like you know how John Lester was with uh, that catcher yeah. for the for the Cubs. Would would yeah. you like be okay with that? That's great. Yeah, I just follow like him to whatever team games. he's. In. I'm just riding, riding my homie's coattail. He's gonna. He's a future Hall of Fame closing pitcher, and part of his contract is that he gets me a job with whatever team he's on. Great, love that. Oh now no, I've wait. Got, I, now I'm a now I'm a bullpen catcher, and I've got a best friend. That's great. No, but I, I'm saying like this guy has to have you behind the plate when he's pitching. Like you're his. Oh no, catcher. I don't want that. I don't want to go in the game. <laughs> I don't want to go in the game. I just want to stay in the bullpen forever. Okay, okay. <laughs> and just have a good time hanging out in the bullpen, watching baseball, catching some pitches every now and then. Okay. That's all I want. It's such a nice... Okay. Like, all you do all day is you sit there with your feet up, watching baseball, eating sunflower seeds, and then for a total of, like, 30 minutes a night, you got to squat down and catch some pitches and throw it back to the guy. Like, That's a hey, great it's life. It's baseball. I can't be mad at that pick at all. You're hanging out. You're <laughs> hanging around baseball all the time and just chilling, and nobody's yelling at you on Twitter and sending you death threats because you like struck out in the ninth. You know what I mean? Nobody. It doesn't matter. You don't have to practice. No coach is ever mad at you for slacking it, practice. It does what? So wait, I have another. Sorry, sorry, listeners, that we're going too far into this, but we both love baseball so much. <laughs> uh, so you're in the dugout. So what baseball stadium would you not want to play at? Because like some of the away dugouts, like the Ooh. fans can yell into them. Yeah. Oh, in the you mean in the bullpens? Yeah, in the bullpens. Fans can yell into. Them. Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't think of any specifically. Like the ones that come to mind that I just wouldn't be too super stoked about are like the Red Sox. Because people yeah. in Boston are they're, pretty insufferable. They're like low key the scariest people. Like they're yeah. not the worst fans, but like they might do yeah. like some <laughs> nasty stuff to you. Yeah, Boston, <laughs> New York, like Yankee Stadium would be real scary. Yeah, uh, Philadelphia, not because like the like the Phillies are ever like good or like have no, passionate was, fans. It's just yeah, people it was, in Philadelphia are monsters. Yeah, they're the worst um, fan base for any sport. Wrigley Field would be tough just because it's like an old stadium that has like yeah. no modern conveniences. So you're just like <laughs> everything is old and uncomfortable there. Um, but yeah, I think Boston is the correct answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, my next honorable mention is NBA Scout. Um, and so oh. I don't know. I, I know you're not a basketball guy. Um, but I've appeared on a couple episodes of Spread the Floor with Brian and Tobin. I did before the NBA draft because one of my favorite things to do every year is I like scouting college basketball players. 
Right. And like I, I just I, I'm a dork about that kind of stuff, and I have a fun time like figuring out what teams they should go to, and what like what teams they would be a good fit in, and I like analyzing like skills they have that would convert to being an NBA player. And so like I think being an NBA scout, you're literally you're traveling the world, you're watching kids play basketball, and you're working with an NBA team. That'd be super cool. Yeah, this might be the only NBA job that I wouldn't mind because yeah. I I I don't like the NBA, but I love college basketball. So yeah, yeah, you get to just watch college basketball all the time. Your so. job is watching college basketball, yeah. and every every now and then, like they have a specific guy who he's the overseas scout, and so right, maybe I'll spend a year as an overseas scout, just traveling the world, watching basketball games, and talking to future NBA players. That'd be super there cool. Yeah, there you go. Uh, my my final honorable mention is Netflix Tagger, and so what a Netflix uh, Tagger okay. does is they watch all the new shows on Netflix and then they sort them into categories, so that like when you when you go to Netflix and you go to say the action section, the movies are in there because they were tagged with the action tag. And so the right. whole thing, you, you just watch Netflix and you figure out what category it fits into. And that's the whole job. And that sounds super sick because I already, I already sit around watching Netflix all day anyway. May as well get some money for it, you know? Do you have to watch the whole show? Probably like- not. I, like, I think you could, you could watch like an episode and get a pretty good idea. Uh, I like, like it good enough. I would hate to watch like iCarly that just got put on Netflix. Like I have ever, interest. Okay, Ty, have you ever seen iCarly? I didn't. I didn't like it when it came out. I wasn't. I didn't really watch it too much when I was a kid. I was more of a Drake and Josh guy. iCarly's kind of funny. I I see. I wasn't a Drake and Josh guy. Josh bugged me. I never. I never was into. I thought Josh was annoying, but I thought iCarly was really funny. It's a good show. Uh, Okay. Does it hold up? I don't know. Probably not. It's been over a decade, but it was funny at the time. I remember liking it. Uh, but yeah, the Netflix tag, you just, you sit around watching Netflix, even if it's bad, who cares? Like it's better than what I do at my current job. Like yeah, I'd rather true. watch a bad TV show than my current job. Yeah. So it sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Cause I guess All if right. it's like really bad, you can just zone out and still get a good idea. Yeah, you still get a good enough idea to be able to sort it into a few categories. Right. Yeah. All right. What are your honorable mentions? Okay. First honorable mention, uh, painter. Um, so my mom is an art teacher. So I was raised by an artist. Um, uh, she took me to art museums all the time. I, I really love, um, just, you know, some things in the art world. And my mom has constantly been dogging me for us to do a episode on paintings, which wouldn't really work out in the podcast format. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I just love, I, I, I love going to art museums and I love, the idea of being able to paint in a creative way. And I also love the idea that you don't really have a boss. You can kind of just do whatever you want and like make whatever you want creatively. Yeah. I also, uh, which this is probably a surprise about me. I also really enjoy going to museums. Uh, I think that's really fun and entertaining and interesting. I don't understand most art, like (laughs) 90% of the time, like you could tell me to look at a painting and ask me what the meaning is. And I'm like, I don't, it's a lady in a park. I don't know. Like there's, I don't, I'm not going to give you a hidden meaning that it is what it, I'm very much like an, it it is what it is person. I'm not going to look for a hidden meaning where there probably is none. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm the furthest thing from an art critic, but it's nice. It's pleasant. Yeah. That's what what when I was like in middle school, my mom would take me to art museum. She'd be like, "So, like, what is what does this painting make you feel?" 
I'm like, I don't know, mom. I'm 13. Just shut up. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. That's like, you can ask me how a painting makes me feel. And it's like, I, it, nothing. It literally does not affect how I feel at all. But I like, I'm not going to be crappy about it. I, I love that you're into it. I hope that it makes you feel, it just doesn't me. It's a painting and it's fine. It's nice to look at. That's all I got. But yeah, okay, that, that's that sounds cool. great. I have zero artistic ability. So that sounds, that would be really nice. I'm yeah. always jealous of people who can paint and draw. Yeah. Um, okay, my second honorable mention is food critic. One, because I get to go and try different foods as a job, and I hold a lot of power over people that I probably shouldn't be holding oh, power Oh, gosh, over. that's so scary. <laughs> I hate that you just said that so much. I hate that. That felt yucky. Like, people have to listen to my opinion and respect it when I'm a food critic. <laughs> gosh <laughs> but yeah i mean just like oh new restaurant opens okay well i get to go eat there for free and then just totally bash them if it's bad or just hype it up if it's good <laughs> <laughs> see i if i was a food critic i would be nice about all of them i feel like because i'd feel so bad saying something mean no I'm, i'd like, be I'm, I'm i'm not cut out for it i'd be the food critic from ratatouille for sure, <laughs> I would feel I couldn't do it, man. Like I, because I just know, like, oh, someone worked really hard to open this. This is their dream. I don't want to dump on it. I, I couldn't do it. I'd feel so bad. I don't. I just, I don't have the guts to be a, a food critic. Yeah, if they're, I mean, if they're not good cooks, just like work hard on, you know, something else. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. I, I, I do get the like. You're traveling around. You're going to different restaurants. You're writing. Yeah. That would be very fun. Yeah, it would be awesome. Um, okay, and then uh, my third is uh, park ranger, uh, preferably nice. like a big national park. Um, I love going hiking. Like I talked about this in the AMA, but I love going hiking. I love to go to national parks. Um, Zion is probably like my dream job if I was a park ma- ranger. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you basically your job all day is to just hike around and just like make sure people aren't doing things that are stupid. Um, but yeah, just I mean, if I was the park ranger in Zion, it would be awesome just walking around Zion and doing whatever. Yeah, you get you give off cargo shorts vibes, so that makes sense for you. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't go cargo shorts. Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry, I just had, I don't believe it. I just it's just nah, the I go thought the, popped uh, into my head and said it's. <laughs> no, nah, I go the cargo pants that you can zip off at the knee and there turn it in is. Shorts. <laughs> there it is. Perfect. That, you just you turn them into shorts whenever no one's around. You're just like, it's yeah, a little exactly. hot. Nobody's looking. It's fine. Yeah, that's good. All right. Uh, my we'll get into our list now. My number ten is house husband. Uh, uh, just trophy husband. There you go. Yeah, dude. Just stay like I'm home all day with the kids and the dogs, and I'm cleaning and I'm cooking and I'm making sure stuff is where it should be and watching sports the whole time doing it and then my wife goes off and works really hard and comes home and nope we've got a lot of money that sounds great it's <laughs> not to like i could take up a side hobby like i could write or start a blog or keep doing this stupid podcast with you if i wanted to <laughs> like it doesn't matter just being a house husband would be great i would get so bored so fast yeah i mean I might if I wasn't able to pick up something like an like I think picking up other hobbies and stuff uh and then like living with other people would, would make that 
Because you're not like stuck in the house. You can like right. if you're I assume you're a house husband because you're a parent, you could take your kids with you and go do stuff. So right. like, you can't like do it do nothing. Uh, but it just it sounds great to me. But like during school days, like you're just stuck there until like three o'clock. You're not stuck there. If, if it's a school day and the kid's not there, yeah, go do go, something. Yeah, but you gotta like find something to do every day. I need some kind of structure yeah, in my that's life, or I'm just gonna lose my mind. Oh no, see, I don't. I don't need that structure. I'm fine without the structure in my life. So, like, I every day being kind of open to go do whatever I need to do. That's totally fine with me. See, I yeah, I need that. My my dad's the same way. He's like a few years away from retiring or being able to retire, and he's always like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna get like a a floor job at at Home Depot." And we're all like, "Why? Why? <laughs> Why don't you just like enjoy retirement?" And he's like, "Yeah, that would be me enjoying retirement. <laughs> Gives me something to do." <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just, I'm happy just being the supportive husband while my wife goes off and is the breadwinner. That sounds great. No issues with that. Yeah. Okay. Right, okay. Your, your number 10. Yeah, my number 10 is professional skateboarder. Um nice. I've been in I've been in love with skateboarding since I was a little kid. I love that whole culture. Um I just think it would be awesome to be like okay, uh it's my job. I'm going to go skate and go make some videos and then I'm going to go skate some more and then I'm done. I mean, that just I'm gonna, sounds I'm going to awesome. go skate. I'm going to slam 13 monster energies and then we're going to go skate no. some more. Uh-uh. No, gross. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bad. You're, you're yeah, the one skateboarder cool. that's just like got a cup of coffee to go. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, and then get, I get sponsored by Vans, just free Vans for life. That's a yeah, dream right there. I already spend way too much money on Vans anyway, and they're not yeah. an expensive shoe. And I still yeah, spend I way say, too much like money. Forty dollars shoes? What are you talking about? <laughs> I just buy. I buy way too many Vans. Yeah, I have a hard time with like Vans and Converse. Don't look great on me because I wear size fourteen shoe, so they just look like clown shoes on me. Yeah. Uh, all right. My my number nine is board game store owner. Uh, I think it would be cool. You're just you're in a chill like little store that's just loaded wall to wall with board games people come in and like try to figure out what would be fun to play that night with their friends and you talk to people about board games you've got just chill music like it just sounds fun table set up in the corner where people can like try some games out i've even thought about like a board game cafe are becoming more and more popular where they like they do coffee and they do like have a bar set up for beer and stuff. And you just come with a group of buddies and rent a table and play some board games and have some drink. That just sounds like a very fun, chill life that I would be very into. Yeah. And not my cup of tea. I'm not a huge board game guy. I like maybe play a, I maybe play a board game like every like three to four months, maybe. Oh, see, I've got a group of friends, like my one group of friends that I'm hanging out with during the pandemic, because I know that they're also like responsible during this whole thing. Um, Like we get together twice a month, probably, and just spend uh, like a few hours on a Saturday playing some board games. It's a good time. Uh, I just it's just a fun, chill way to hang out with your friends while you have an activity. Um, But I do want to specify that it's board games and not like. I don't want to do like a D and D store that also does comics and like that's just a whole other world that I have no no interest in getting in because the clientele is not fun. We used to manage uh, like we I manage property for a living, um, yeah. and we we manage this uh, this store or this uh, this building that a guy that owned a 
like card games and tabletop games and he also had board games and stuff he managed it and every time you go in there they're just the meanest rudest people so i I don't want that just chill board game people that's all i want yeah as you can imagine i've never been to a D store before i i as as into D as i am i haven't either other than that one and the only time i would go in there and when i is when i was delivering like hey you haven't paid rent in three months notices is, is there not a board in D D? No, what the? you pl- you play in your mind, dude? It's all in your mind. Ugh. You gotta you would you wouldn't like D and D. You've got to be creative and have a, like a big imagination to play D and D. It's not your thing. I I am creative, but like, jeez, man, that's just, <laughs> no, just too kidding. much. That is just too no. Much. It's e- it's easier than you think. We'll talk about it later. I'll get you playing D and D with us one of these days or one of these days. Fat chance. It'll be fine. Chance. Listen, you're getting me to watch all these old movies. I'll get you to play D and D once. I'm, I'm getting you fair. to do something that will better you as a person. D&D will just, better you as a person. It'll, oh, already, listen, this, listen we're not know, talking about D&D. It's not right now. Not right I already now, know, I already know that I hate D&D. I already know that I don't you like it. You don't. You've never done it. You've I've, never done I've it. tried to play before. My brother listen, plays all I, the time. <laughs> I already know that I hate you, and I'm still here every week. <laughs> Sometimes we've got to do things we don't like. That's just because we're making so much money from this podcast. Yeah, we are super <laughs> filthy rich from this. <laughs> All right, that was that was my number nine. What's yours? Uh, yeah, my number nine is a uh, novelist. Um, I actually do enjoy nice. writing a lot. Um, I, I've, I've written since like, oh my gosh, I can't even remember. Probably since I was in middle school. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, I would love to be able to like just sit down and, and write a novel. And like, that's my job. Like, Hey, just write this book. And that's what you're working on all day. Um, uh, I find that really enjoyable, um, because I'm so creative that I can <laughs> write down this, this world that I'm building. Um, but yeah, you know, I love reading and I really enjoy writing. So, uh, I think a novelist would be really fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I, I don't have the uh, the wherewithal for that. I run out of ideas pretty quickly, so I'd be terrible at that. Um, but yeah, that I, I've always uh, I've always really loved the vibe you see in some you see in a lot of like horror movies. Like yeah. a, a writer just rents a cabin in the woods for a week because they need oh, to get yeah. a ton of writing done free from. That just sounds so chill and nice. I'm very into that. I have this, I have this notepad that I have with me all the time and I'll write down. I'm very much like I can write down an idea and expand that idea, but I can never execute like anything farther than that. Same. I'm very much, very much an idea guy. Very bad at filling in the gaps of getting like from point A to point B in an interesting way, but I can give you a big broad idea. That's probably pretty interesting. I can do that all day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. And, Ty, you like writing, so I guess now's as good a time as any to announce the official Rank Kings blog that you're starting. Jeez. I I am not doing that and editing and making the graphics for the social media. Listen, I didn't ask you to do those things. You volunteered. We we have an agreement here. Gosh, now all all our listeners think I'm just some, like, lazy, just letting you do all the hard work. Hey, I do do a lot of work, and... There's been like three or four episodes that uh, Danny has just forgotten to mention to the the uh, people that he's in charge of bringing onto the podcast. Oh, that's hey, not recording. That's yourself. not true. <laughs> There's just like every now and then we get a new guest, and I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, hey, uh, I forgot to mention this one random specific detail. Get over it. 
All right, my my number eight <laughs> is Barbecue Pitmaster. Uh, okay, I just you see those shows every now and then on the Food Network. These people are just driving around in RVs at, to barbecue competitions. They just wake up at like four in the morning and go through all this work to slap a smoker on the brisket or a brisket on the smoker for twelve hours or what the heck ever. And then they're just chilling, having a drink, hanging out with other pitmasters, having a good time, listening to music. And then they're right back to work trying to create something that like looks good and tastes good. And I don't know. That just sounds so fun. I like I'm really into grilling. I think grilling is so fun. I think like working a smoker is super fun. And I've always had a really good time with that. Um, And so I think it's not something you're going to make very much money on. But again, this isn't a. Like we're not taking money into account, so I think right. that would be a very fun, very fun thing to do. Would you Would you uh, move to Austin? Because I feel like that's where you got to be if you're. Uh, if yeah, you're a prob- you have to. Yeah, I like you. You could probably make it in Dallas. I think there's enough of a barbecue scene in Dallas to exist, but Austin is where you want to go for sure. Yeah, Austin or Houston, but totally. Well, Dallas over Houston for sure. And in barbecue, dude, you Austin, are high right now. And then Dallas. <laughs> oh well, no, you it's have no not, idea listen, what you're talking let me, about. <laughs> listen, let me finish. It's not. I'm not talking. I'm not ranking the best places for barbecue. Like I'm taking all of the things into account. Houston's probably better than Dallas at barbecue. Houston's also just gross, and I don't want to go there ever. So that's why it's not on my list. Houston's a bad, dirty place, and I never want to be there. Not even for barbecue. I can go to Austin. Austin's close enough. I can just. Just head that way. That sounds much better. Listeners, notice that I'm not putting down Dallas because us in Houston are just, uh, we like to turn the other cheek and rise above. So, uh, Listeners, notice that apparently people from Houston are gaslighters. That's what they do because that's what you're doing to me right now and I'm not interested. All right, you're number eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, my number eight uh, would be a musician. Uh, I, I love I love going to music festivals. I love going to concerts. Um, it would be awesome if I could either not have a tone deaf voice or be able to play like a guitar or drums and just be on stage and rock out and travel around America and travel around Europe. That just sounds super appealing to me. Uh, but yeah, just a musician gets to play concerts and all that. that that's extremely appealing to me. Yeah, nice. That's a fun pick. Uh, do you, are you do you have any musical talents at all? I'm not sure if we've talked about this before. I know how to play the ukulele a bit, but like I've just oh. never like I've never like motivated myself enough to like learn an instrument. Yeah, I was in band in middle school for a couple of years because I I well in like we started in fifth grade uh, is the first year you could take band, um, and the school that I was at uh, was this really small like. I had 60 people in my class, in my grade type of school uh, that didn't have very much of a budget for anything and didn't have room on the schedule for all the classes. So if you took band, you didn't have to take a reading class. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to do a reading class. That sounds super boring. Uh, And so I joined band because my brother was in band and I could just use his old instruments. And so I played trombone for uh, three years. Sorry, not fifth grade, sixth grade. So sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Played trombone. Got pretty good at it. Made all region. Not to brag. Yeah. Obviously not a brag. Yeah, uh, humble brag, but yeah, that's that that's where my that's where any of my musical ex- I have no musical ability. Can't <laughs> can't read music anymore, can't sing, can't play guitar, can't play keyboard. 
Wish I had chosen saxophone instead of trombone because it's just cooler. Trombone's yeah. like the least cool instrument. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't have any musical ability, and I, I super wish I did. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right. Moving on. My number seven is uh, it's going to be a controversial pick here, but I have my reasons, and I need to explain. My number seven is political debate moderator. Um, and oh. here's 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 my thoughts here. Like, political debates are bad. They suck. Watching them on TV is bad. Um, but this is a dream. This is my dream job. And the way that I want to do it is I want a platform where I can publicly tell Ted Cruz to shut up for once. I just want to be able to tell him to stop talking because, hey, maybe it's somebody else's turn. And, oh, this person is talking. And what's that, Greg Abbott? You're you're interrupting the person that you're in a discussion with? Shut your dumb old face up it's their turn to talk it just it would be very satisfying and nice to be able to tell a politician that to shut up because it's not their turn and to be within my rights to do that that sounds great yeah you seem like you're coming at it a little bit too aggressive to be a a you know keyword here moderator um um but excuse I, me didn't you put didn't you put the caveat before in that we're at the top of our field and we're the best at what we do right and most moderators do not I'm, tell politicians to shut up <laughs> yeah because all moderators are bad and i'm no, the best they're, they're moderate i have things. i carry the weight <laughs> i don't think you, I, I don't think you understand what the word to moderate means like to be a moderator I think, <laughs> I think all moderators are bad and i'm reinventing what being a political debate moderator is I'm steering the discussion where it needs to go. I'm making sure people stay on track and quit uh, being a butthole. And I'm telling them to shut up. And that's doesn't. all I want. I want I want to be able to tell them to shut up. Yeah, but then your job is to just listen to political debates. That sounds terrible. It, it, dude, if I'm the one driving it, I'm the one asking the questions. I'm the one oh. moving it along. I can make it what I want. And that sounds good. That sounds that. so terrible as a dream. I just, I, sorry really like, it's just God. it's just i want i want to be able to tell ted cruz that he has to shut his stupid ugly face i would rather play bit. that just is so satisfying i would rather play D once a week for a year than for my job to be to listen to play oh, i would events. rather i would rather play D once a week for a year more than just about anything that sounds great it's hard to get keep games going you know but yeah that's that's my dream just to be able to tell politicians to shut up and they have to stay on topic because that that sounds really nice uh, you're number seven. Jeez. Uh, my number seven would be a bookshop owner. Um, it would definitely yeah. be a small bookshop and it would a hundred percent be a used bookshop. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, just get that vibe going. Um, you know, some, some low key music playing in the background, you know, all the workers are for sure wearing flannel shirts. Um, you know, just chilling, reading books. I mean, that's the vibe I'm going for. And all the books have to be used. I can, I will not never have a new book in my store. You just, you want to open the Trader Joe's of books? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Or Whole Foods. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good one. I have a similar answer coming up later. Okay. Um, but that's, that's a great answer for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. My number six is, uh, I want to be the host of diners, drive-ins and dives. Oh, so does that mean that you take over the personality of Guy Fieri? No, I'm me still. <laughs> okay, I'm like I'm still Danny. Um, in this world, I, Guy Fieri is off doing his own thing. Like he's still he can host his own other TV shows. Uh, he can still own his restaurants. I don't want to erase Guy Fieri at all. 
I just want to host that show because it's <laughs> it seems so great. He's traveling the country, visiting like mom and pop shops, and eating really great food and yeah. talking to them and complimenting them on how good their food. Is. Like he never says anything bad to people. He's not a critic. He's not there to critique at all. He's just there to enjoy food and and tell other people about these restaurants that are usually family owned. And give them a little bit of shine. And that just that sounds really great and cool. You're eating food, you're traveling the world, and you're you're giving giving a little bit of free exposure to people that work really hard and deserve it. That sounds yeah. awesome. That's that's a good game. pick, but I hate that pick, not because of the job, but because my decompression process after work every day is to watch diners, drive-ins, and dives. And I would <laughs> hate it if you were on the show that I would want to watch every day after no, work. I'd be I'd be so much nicer on Diners, Drivings, and Dives than I, would, I am on this show. I would hate it. I would stop watching. I, would, it would I wouldn't ruin be combative at all. I'd be so pleasant. And I, listen, okay, so here's the I'll I'll take over for Guy Fieri. So you could watch the back catalog of Guy Fieri hosted Diners, Drivings, and Dives. There's a million episodes, and I'll just host it from here on out. It's still not good enough. You don't need new episodes. It's fine. <laughs> Quit dumping on my dreams, Ty. This it's is not a that- dream episode. That is a great. That is a great job. I I I agree with that totally. I just don't want to <laughs> see your face on TV every day when I'm trying to no. decompress. Come on, <laughs> I'm listen. I'm not the best looking guy, but I'm not look, that bad. Look, we don't already we already have to see each other once a week, and it is wearing <laughs> on me. <laughs> Sometimes twice. We started doing bonus episodes. Like we're recording oh. a bonus episode later this week. So <laughs> we're gonna get to the point in like a month from now. It's like. You know what? I don't think we need cameras. We can just turn the video chat off. It's fine. I just need to hear you. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't disagree with that. <laughs> I would still hear your voice. To, I would still hear I, your voice. It'd be like fifty percent terrible. I've recorded other podcasts like with my buddies before that we didn't even release, and we tried to do it without uh, video chat. And I spent the whole time on my phone, and it was just so much like uh, Danny. Oh uh, yeah, no what. <laughs> it was really bad. I just it didn't hold my attention at all. So I think, unfortunately, sorry, you're stuck. We've got to do the video chat, or else I can't. I won't be able to function. My attention would be elsewhere for sure. <laughs> all right, uh, Diners, Drivings, and Dives host is my number six. So, what is your number six? My number six is an astronaut. Um, I love that you can't really be an explorer anymore. Everything's pretty much explored, and I don't really care what's under the ocean. Doesn't really interest me too much. Um, <laughs> so the next frontier is space, and I'd love to like go to Mars and and go to the International Space Station and and go to the Moon and and do all that kind of stuff. I think that would be just so so awesome. Yeah, I get it. It it doesn't appeal to me. Like I just I've never had any interest in being an astronaut, but I get it. I'm not going to tell anybody that it's a bad choice. It's just not. Yeah. It's not my vibe. There's a lot of stuff that could go wrong, and I, I, I don't – the feeling of, like, oh, I, there's a potential I could just be stuck in space. That's so scary. I don't want that. That's bad. <laughs> I'm not into it. But the, and what's interesting is, like, this is usually, like, kids. Like, this starts out, like, the dream to be an astronaut is when you're a kid. I, I didn't want to be an astronaut until I was, like, maybe in college, probably. Yeah. Nice. Um, but, yeah. Getting cool. stuck in space is not too bad. I mean – Get to die in space. Like what? What if like an alien race like finds my not body? Like too bad. What are you years? talking? 
I got to got to die at some point, man. That's the craziest <laughs> thing you've ever heard. Being stuck in space is not too bad. Is the craziest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I'm assuming oh, they yes. get they send you up there with like a million USBs of like whatever kind of stuff you want, like movies and stuff. I still have like two thousand movies on my watch list on Letterbox that I need to get through. That's got to take some time. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. All right. Uh, my number five. Uh, I want to be a treasure hunter. Uh, oh. And I actually, I made this list before I watched Indiana Jones. So it was not, it was not uh, influenced. <laughs> it's not influenced by Indiana Jones. I couldn't think of the word influenced. I, um, I assume that uh, this is not because of, uh, have you ever seen the movie Sahara with no. Matthew McConaughey? Oh, dude, that is like the best, like the most underrated treasure hunting movie of all time. It's Matthew McConaughey <laughs> searching for a, lost civil war battleship with gold in it in the sahara desert in oh, africa yeah, see, that sounds sick that sounds sick <laughs> yeah. yeah see that sounds awesome like i know there's a lot of really hard stuff that comes with treasure hunting and it's not just like cool travel it's a lot of like dirty grimy work it yeah. just it's it's fascinating like you have to study up on the history of these things uh and it's a gigantic puzzle that is incredibly difficult to solve and that sounds so fun and challenging um, I, I don't know. Just being, being a treasure hunter sounds like it would be so, so cool. And I, yeah, 99% of the time you're finding nothing and it's not rewarding, but when you do find it that one time, that's gotta be just the most rewarding feeling ever. You finally, like you did all that work yourself. you learned the history, you know, yeah. the significance of this thing that you're finding that, that just, it sounds so freaking cool. Yeah. Would you be a treasure hunter like Indiana Jones where it's like, everything has to go to the museum or would you be like, yo, this person wants to pay like a crap ton of money for it. I'm totally going <laughs> to give it to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I I, it all depends on like financially where like if I'm broke and I've spent all my money treasure hunting, like, yeah, I need to be reimbursed for this for sure. But if I'm just like, Oh, if, if I'm in an Indiana Jones situation where like, I've got money, I'm a tenured professor. I don't have to worry about money ever again. <laughs> Yeah, I donate it. It's fine. I, I'm not greedy, yeah. but I got to live. <laughs> so it, it all depends on the context of where I'm at in life. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. It just, that sounds so, a lot of it is like learning the history of what it is that you're finding and right. trying to figure out where it could be based on the history. Like yeah. that all, that just sounds so fascinating and cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, that'd be awesome. You, and also you need to watch Sahara. If like, this is one of your dream jobs, okay. you have to watch. It's like Taylor made it's, it's McConaughey looking for a civil war ship in Africa. I mean, what else do I need to? Like? Yeah, that sounds pretty sick. Wait, what's a civil war ship doing in Africa? I can't spoil it for you, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll watch the movie. I mean, I've seen National Treasure, so I've seen the peak of Treasure Hunt. I'm just kidding. So this is like, this came out like before. Like, I'm convinced this came out and Disney was like, oh, like, okay, we need to think of something. And then that's how we got National Treasure. Nice. Yeah, I'll watch it. Sure, that sounds fun. Yeah, totally. Okay, my number five. Is that where we're on? Yep. Okay, my number five is a Disney Imagineer. Uh, do you know what these nice. people are? Yeah. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, a Disney Imagineer is basically just, like, if you work at Disney, they just give you a topic like Star Wars, and you can make whatever the hell you want to. And that just sounds so awesome to me because there's so many properties that that Disney 
is in charge of and and um that they have like in their in their universe like Star Wars and 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 Marvel and and a bunch of other stuff that I would just be so down to be like yeah let's just make this weird awesome thing that you can put in the park. Uh, I think that would just be so cool, especially the Star Wars the universe. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that would be awesome. And then inevitably yeah, limitless when, whenever Disney buys Warner Brothers cuz Disney's probably just going to buy everything at some point, <laughs> yeah. then I get to yeah. I get to be an imagineer for Harry Potter, which would be even cooler. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. You just like you have limitless resources and yeah. your job is to come up with cool ideas for stuff. Like that's yeah. a great that's a great pick for sure. Nothing and, wrong with that. And one. you're working on the Disney property, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's it's awesome if you're an imagineer, not for other jobs. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. That's a great pick. All right. My number four is uh drive in theater owner. Okay. Uh, I think I think owning a drive-in would be so cool. Like, there's just something that feels so different and cool and unique about a drive-in theater as opposed to a regular movie theater. Um, feel like you have a little bit more freedom. You can show older movies, or you you just have a little bit more freedom to do kind of whatever you want out there. Um, and that just sounds so nice and cool. You can do so many cool things with a property, like there are food trucks in town. You can invite the food trucks to come park at your drive-in yeah. and people can do that instead of concessions. And, uh, you can build a stage and hold concerts and use it as an outdoor concert venue if you want. Um, but this is on here because this is like an actual real life. I would love to actually genuinely do this someday. Yeah. And it's sort of feasible. Like, yeah, it's not feasible for me to be a treasure hunter <laughs> because like, <laughs> who's going to give me money to do that. It's not feasible for me to be the host of diners and drive-ins and dives, diners, drive-ins and dives because Guy Fieri is perfect and who would ever replace him. Yeah. Um, this is actually like a feasible thing that I could and would absolutely love to do one day. Yeah. Now you said you would have the freedom to show older movies. How old are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, old, like older movies like 2011. <laughs> like the three movies that you've seen that weren't made before 2010. I've like older movies like the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> that came out like what 2008. <laughs> older movies like the Harry Potter movies, you know, oh like the, the old ones, the the classics. <laughs> Maybe Indiana Jones, now that I've seen that. But yeah, just think about, like, it's a Saturday. It's super nice weather. The drive-in is showing an Indiana Jones marathon. Load up the truck. That sounds so cool. What if someone came... What if, like, the community was like, hey, we really want to watch this, like, old black and white movie. Would you show it? Sure. I don't have to watch it. I can show it. You guys want to see this? That's great. Pay me money. I'll <laughs> pop it up on this here projector. You guys have a blast. I'll be at home. I'll come back when the movie's over. It's fine. I've got employees to run the thing for me. I don't need to be here. Okay. You guys want to spend you guys want to spend 3 days watching Gone with the Wind once? Sure. I hope you have a great time. I'll be back later. Oh man, that's good. Yeah, it'd be great. I would love to own a drive-in theater. Um, I also I, I've I've talked about in the past, not on this show, but just to my friends about like being an independent, like regular movie theater owner. 
Um, but I think being owning a drive-in would be more fun and also yeah. like cheaper to own and operate because it's not a building. Um, yeah, but I would also love a a platform for like local filmmakers to have a place to show their movies. I think yeah. that would be really cool. You just have like a week every year where you do basically a local film festival where if you're a if you're a North Texas filmmaker and you want to have a place to show your movie and premiere it, like come up here for that. Yeah. I think that would be really, really great to give a platform for people like that. Uh, and it, I mean, it would just be fun. I would love that. Yeah. All those really good uh, directors out there. And uh, sure. Oh, they're not good movies, <laughs> but they're working hard at it. They deserve to have their moment. <laughs> they deserve They deserve to have their, like I might've had Cooper Rafe, you know, Cooper Rafe probably made some short films before he made shit house. Could add him. He probably made some bangers. He's he's a North Texas guy. I could have had him premiere a movie in my drive-in. Would have been awesome. Uh, I just had to wade through like ninety awful, creepy student films to get yeah. there, but I'd have got Whoa. there eventually. Yeah, for every fine. for every ninety-nine filmmakers, you get a David Lowry or a Cooper Rafe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's not about them being great. It's just about oh, these young people work hard and give them give them a platform, give them a little bit of shine for a moment. I think that'd be nice. Very cool. Very cool. All right. You're number four. Yeah. My number four is a freelance photographer. Um, nice. That's once cool. again, don't really have a boss. Um, I love photography so much uh, since mm-hmm. I took my freshman photography class, um, freshman year of high school. Um, I've always really enjoyed photography. Uh, and I just think it'd be awesome to just kind of travel the world and and kind of take pictures for whatever whatever project i'm working on kind of like um like the photographer in uh secret life of walter mitty like very yeah. much that vibe of kind of just going wherever i want like don't have a cell phone just totally disconnected from the world kind of doing whatever i want just taking photos yeah yeah that rules that's a great pick i would love that i don't have an eye for photography so i could never do that realistically it's the, uh, the creative part fun. of me you know right for sure yeah for sure dude <laughs> all right uh my number three i want to be a tropical island bartender oh i just want to okay. have have like a, a tiki hut looking outdoor open air bar i'm just chilling in khaki shorts a hawaiian shirt and some flip-flops all day people are having a good time on the beach coming up hanging out with me serving what's more relaxing than being a tropical island bartender you know what i mean yeah yeah, it's the it's the perfect gig. Yeah, you get to meet meet all these cool, interesting people that are traveling and having a good time, and you get to serve drinks and make them happy, and that that all sounds great. There's nothing wrong with this pick at all. Now, what kind of bartender are you? Are you a bartender that like measures measures no. the alcohol? Or no, you the, not at yeah, all. Yeah, you're my kind We're, of bartender. We, you pour with your heart, dude. Yeah, yeah. You get somebody comes up and they're they're like a cool dude and they're super nice to you. You give them a little bit extra. Yeah. Or if yeah. someone's just being a real wiener about it, you make them wait while you serve all the people that are friendly. Like yeah. this is my bar. I own it. I don't have to answer to anybody. Like I'm just hanging out, having a relaxing life, living on the beach, serving drinks to people. Yeah, that's the right answer for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You always measure with your heart, even when cooking. Measure with your heart. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh okay well my number three actually has to do with the island life also um oh. my number three is a private island caretaker 
Nice. So all these extremely rich people, they own islands um, and they have houses on this island and, and, and buildings and structures and they have to have someone to take care of it. Mm-hmm. So it'd just be awesome. Like the majority of the year I'm on a private island just chilling with just like, okay, is the water still running or anything broken? Nope. Okay. I'm just going to go chill on the beach or I'm going to yeah. go surf or I'm just going to go do whatever I want. And that just sounds freaking awesome and i'm you're hanging out you're hanging out with the bartender like you're just having a great time you know yeah you're just chilling and then like you're on a private island so like you can definitely when when the uh when the cat's away the mice will play you know invite some friends to the private (laughs) island when the when the people are gone and just you know chill yeah yeah that's a great answer that's very chill i i love that uh okay my number two is uh, I want to own a private library. Okay. Um, so kind of similar to your bookstore answer. Um, I don't want to be a librarian at like a public library because there's so many stupid rules and regulations you have to follow yeah. and you have to answer to like the city government. And there's just, that all sounds just genuinely awful. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Like owning a private library would be so great. Like just providing a place for the community to come rent books and movies and like provide a service for them. Um, give people a place to study if they need it, give people a place to use a computer if they need it. Um, nobody's going to yell at me about talking a little too loud. Like I can just use my speaking voice when speaking to somebody. Yeah. Nobody's going to yell at me if I'm playing music when people are here chilling, like you're just talking to people about books and talking to people about movies and music all day. And that, that sounds like such a nice life. Yeah. That, that sounds awesome. Have you ever gotten I, have you ever gotten shushed in a library? Yeah. I've never once gotten shushed in a library. I just find oh, that at it's school, at a school library. I like at the when I was like in the library at school and like studying, a buddy would come in and I would talk to them. The our librarian was Romy and she would shush us a lot. Uh, but like as far as like the public like city library, I haven't been in there very much in order to do that. But I just never I never really went to the library when I was in school that much. I used to go a lot because it was the only like I've I've really bad attention issues and so like if I'm sitting there and I have to study for something or like if I'm writing a paper um and there is like a lot going on around me I'm not going to be able to do it and so the library was like the one place in the whole school that I could go and get work done without being bothered so I I spent a decent amount of time in the library but yeah I definitely got shushed a couple times but that's just cuz our librarian was old and mean so, which is like a thing the stigma for every librarian yeah yeah and i want to break that i want to be just a a chill chill library owner you know what i mean like you want to come in and borrow a book great you need a book recommendation awesome you want to borrow an audiobook cool let's find one for you that just sounds nice i don't know how private libraries get funding i don't know if it's by donation or if you charge people to rent i don't know how that works but again money doesn't matter in this world i just want to own my own library yeah totally I didn't even know there was a such thing as a private library, so I'm like ninety percent <laughs> sure there is. <laughs> there you go. All right, you're you're number two. Yeah, my number two, uh, record shop owner. Uh, I think this yeah. would just be so freaking awesome. I'm there, I live like two minutes away from a record shop, and I'm there all the time. Um, I think it would be awesome to own a record shop, and it mm-hmm. would. It would be almost exactly like a uh, championship vinyl um, in high fidelity, which I know you haven't seen. Um, no, I'm, I've seen the TV show. Yeah, um, it's not. It's the, the I'm talking about one on Hulu. Movie. 
Kent, uh, Kent from Mad About Movies told me I need to watch the movie, and I will. That one's genuinely on my watch list. I just, for some reason, haven't got to it. Yeah, but it sounds good. I, I, I would love that. Um, and I would love to be super, like have have some some uh workers that are just super judgy about music and like you know <laughs> stuff like that. And I just think that whole vibe of a record shop would be would be awesome. Like this is something like yeah. I actually like. Probably if someone was just like, "Hey, here's a bunch of money," I would immediately open a record shop. Like I, I want one mm. so bad. Yeah, uh, this one when we were creating these lists, record shop owner definitely crossed my mind for yeah. sure. Um, I, I have a problem. There's a lot of pretentious music people and like people that are really snarky and crappy about music, and that you attract those like, like really you track those like flies when you own a record shop I just have no interest in dealing with those people all day uh but that is more your scene i think you would have more fun arguing with people like oh, that yeah. than i would so that makes sense i this is a good pick for you and i love the like if they annoy me it's it's my record shop so they could be like okay well do you have this i'll be like no and they're like well i see it over there i'm like no we're out we don't have it <laughs> <laughs> yeah see i don't i I don't have that in me. I don't want to do that all day, but that this makes sense for you. It's a good. Thing. If, if there's someone annoying enough, like in my vicinity, I have zero problems with just being the worst person to them. Yeah. If they're already yeah. being annoying, I have zero problem being annoying back. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It's a great pick. I like that a lot. Uh, it makes me think of like Nick Offerman in hearts beat loud. Yeah. That's like, a really if, cool if, record shop. Yeah. It's very cool looking. Yeah. And I already, I okay. kind of, I'm kind of like a, I mean, Chris Evans is a more fit version of Nick Offerman, but you know, I kind of got that look. I got the beard. <laughs> Nick Offerman has a beautiful head of hair. Uh, but you know. And we do he, not. We are cursed could, with not having beautiful heads. Of well, hair. I, sh- I shave my head like Michael Jordan, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're so annoying, dude. I'm, I'm holding on to hope like LeBron James. <laughs> All right, uh, my number one answer is uh, being a full-time podcaster. Like, this is... Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Sorry, I was like, well, you're already doing that, but I was like, oh, no. No, I mean, like, like (laughs) making it a job. We we will never make money doing this, Ty. We are not interesting enough to make money doing this. Uh, We just got to get... Joe Rogan just has to invite us on his podcast one time to rank something, and then we're good. Yuck. Uh, I, I don't want to talk about Joe Rogan. God. We All right. Do um, it. Yeah. Being a, being a full-time podcaster would be so fun. And honestly, specifically, I couldn't put this on my actual list, especially the one we sent to the judge. Cause it would give it away. I would love to be a D and D podcaster. Like half of the podcasts I listen to are D and D podcasts. Cause they're very fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, and I would have, uh, it's like your job is you play D and D every week and you invite people into your game. And that sounds so freaking cool, yeah. but it doesn't have to just be, be a D and D. That's just the one that I would like the most, but like being a movie, a movie podcaster that hosts a mad about movie style show. That's not pretentious where you and your buddies just talk about a movie you saw would be great. Um, doing something like what we're doing here would be super fun. I just, I don't being, being a full-time podcaster would be great. I, this is something that I enjoy doing. Like we're doing this for free for a reason. We wouldn't be doing it if we didn't have fun doing it and like doing it. Um, and just being able to do it all the time and pour more time and energy and resources into this than we're able to do now, would just, it'd be super fun. That would be, I would love to be a full-time podcaster. 
Yeah. I low-key do not hate D&D podcast. It depends fun, on man. it depends on the voices of all the people yeah. because I, I don't listen to them as D&D podcasts. I listen to them as audiobooks. Like I listen to them yeah. as if they were audiobooks. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's probably the only thing I do enjoy about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, there are a lot of very narratively interesting and cool and unique D&D podcasts. When you get into the ones that are like this is a super nerd and they're not entertaining and they're just here to follow the rules and they're here for the game and they're not here to tell a cool story. Those shows really suck and I hate them so much, but there are some that are just so, so fun and like such a, they're clearly building this cool world and this cool like narrative that, that yeah, that, that would be, I would love to be a part of that so much. So, all right, that's my number one. What is yours? Number one, not going to be a surprise to most people that know me, but uh, starting center fielder in Major League Baseball. Uh, that would nice. be my dream job. That is my dream position. Um, specifically, I would love to play for the Astros, obviously. Um, but mm-hmm. really, just any baseball team would be awesome to play for, except for uh, the Cardinals. I would not want to play for the Cardinals. Um, yeah, me neither. But yeah, I would I would love to be a starting center fielder in, in major leagues. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, this was the childhood dream uh, for me. It was being a pitcher, but being a major yeah. league baseball player was my first ever. Like you know, every kid has a like. If the world was perfect, dream. This was my very first one, and so yeah, that's yeah. an incredible pick. Yeah, I just remember watching Ken Griffey Jr. as a kid, and was just like, yeah, I want to be him so bad. I Coolest be baseball player of all time by a mile. I don't know, man. Randy Johnson, the big unit was just so strange <laughs> that he was like kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. That Mariners team that had Randy Johnson and Ken Griffey oh, Jr. on yes. it though. Even though they were the Mariners, it's one of my favorite teams of all time. Gosh, it, Ken Griffey Jr. And then you have Randy Johnson with the mullet and just the grossest goatee of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great pick for sure. Uh, okay. That, that wraps up our dream jobs list. Let's take a break real real quick and we'll be right back with our guest judge. We are back with this week's special guest judge. He's the most frequent guest that we've ever had on the rankings. You know him, you love him. It's Batman Shane, Shane Byerly. How are you, buddy? I am doing well, man. It's always good to be here. Thank you guys again for the invite. And uh, this one's going to be a fun one. I think this is a great episode. So excited to be here yeah Yeah, of course we'd love to have you don't you don't need an introduction anymore you've been on this show (laughs) darn near as many times as i have so yeah (laughs) so uh all right shane we're talking about our dream jobs this week uh now we started the episode off we talked about our favorite jobs that we've ever had uh so ty was a summer camp counselor for a few years um, I was the manager of some batting cages. That's my favorite job that I've ever had. Can you tell us a little bit? What's your favorite job that you've ever had? You know, look, I am very lucky that I would say that the job that I currently have is my my favorite job that I've ever had. When I was in high school, I worked so many crappy retail jobs. I worked at Eckerd Drugstore, and I worked there when it was getting bought out by CVS. So I worked at CVS for a while. I worked at Ross Dress for Less. I even worked at a place where we tested windows and doors for all sorts of like building regulation codes. So I would, one of the jobs that we did is I would shoot two by fours out of a cannon, like at these windows to test to see how they would break, um, you know, because they had to hold up to, to like hurricane standards. That sounds um, so awesome. So that job was, 
That job was fun, but uh, it was a lot of backbreaking work in a building that didn't have AC. And, like, you are breaking glass for a living. You cut your fingers and arms and stuff all the time. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Okay, that makes sense. But so, you also but, get to shoot two by fours out of a cannon. So, I mean, you win some, lose some. That is true. The first day of the job, I was super disappointed to learn that the cannon didn't have like an old timey fuse, you know, like it does in <laughs> Warner Brothers cartoons. Um, it just had like some buttons that you push. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was really disappointed. But uh, but yeah, I mean, my current job, I work at Paramount, the movie studio, and um, I, I work in the mastering team there and I get to do some really cool stuff. Um, you know, I've always wanted to work in the movie industry and, uh, you know, while there's certainly other things that I, I want to pursue in that industry as well, I mean, it's just cool that I get to, you know, say that I work for the business. So that's kind of cool. I, I, I'm very happy where I am at the moment. Yeah. We were, we were talking about, about this episode earlier before we started recording and I was saying like, you're such a good guest to have on this. Cause you're one of the few people that like loves their job. Like there's a lot of people out there that are just like, oh, I hate the job, but it pays the bills, but you actually like what you do. So. Yeah, absolutely. So many people have a job and it's, you know, it's not, it's a job, not a calling right. type deal, but yeah, I'm lucky that I, I love what I do. So getting up to go to work every morning is not difficult. Well, especially these days because getting up to go to work is a 10 foot journey from my, <laughs> uh, you know, from my bedroom to my office, but yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I think there's, there's no reason to delay any longer. Let's get right into it. I will, you've been here before, uh, you know, you know what we're doing here. I'm going to read our list out to you. You've got list A and list B. Um, and then Ty and I are going to shut up for a minute. You've got a few minutes to kind of deliberate, uh, figure, figure things out with yourself. Give us your initial reactions to our list. Uh, and then I know that you came prepared with your own list. Um, so if you'd like to read that out there and then I'm sure you, because you are you, and I know that your history on the show, I'm sure you came with a way to break our show and to ruin us emotionally. <laughs> uh, so that'll, that'll be fun. Looking forward to that. <laughs> you could That'd be a great time to do that. As long as you end up picking a winner. That's all there is. You know, <laughs> yeah, okay. Learn that rule the hard way the first time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very scared to have you on every time you come on now because I'll have to add more rules to our show. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, okay. I'm going to go ahead and read these out to you, uh, and yeah. then Ty and I are going to be quiet. And I will start with list A. The honorable mentions are Major League Baseball bullpen catcher, uh, NBA scout, and Netflix tagger. Number 10 is house husband. Nine is board game store owner. Eight is barbecue pitmaster. Seven is political debate moderator. Six is diners, drive-ins, and dives host. Five is treasure hunter. Four is drive-in theater owner. Three is Tropical Island bartender. Two is private library owner. And number one is podcaster. Right. Uh, list okay. B, the honorable mentions are painter, food critic, and park ranger. Number 10 is skateboarder. Nine is novelist. Eight is musician. Seven is bookshop owner. Six is astronaut. Five is Disney Imagineer. Four is freelance photographer. Three is private island caretaker. Two is record shop owner. And number one is Major League Baseball center fielder. Shane, you have the floor. Nice. Okay. All right. So uh, I, I don't know 100% whose list is whose, but I, but I think I have some ideas. But all that to say, I'm going to throw out some questions at random because uh, because the truth is I know you guys will keep it short because you guys probably hash some of this stuff out but a lot of this stuff I, I don't actually know so first first things first just to be clear on list B's honorable mentions when you say when I'll ask a uh, tie when you say painter 
you're talking about like Bob Ross. You're not talking about like paint people's houses. Cause I was going to say whoever's dream job that is, you can do that tomorrow, man. Like there's no, there's nothing <laughs> holding you back from, from doing that job. Now, you know, now that person was talking about like Mark Rothko or like Van Gogh, like, okay. like painting for a professional painter that would go up in like galleries and art museums. Gotcha. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we were talking about art and not, you know, like I said, house painter. Cause I was like, man, that's a, that's pretty, that's a pretty low bar for a dream job. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, Danny, uh, MLB yep. bullpen catcher, uh-huh. uh, as well documented. I don't know much about sports. I don't think you can be a catcher from the bullpen. I believe you do have to be on the field in order to be right. the catcher in the game. So what is a bullpen catcher? All right, so yeah, Ty and I are both big baseball guys, so I can answer this without giving away who's who. Uh, so the bullpen is where, you know, sometimes in the middle of games they'll switch out pitchers. Um, p- the pitcher has to warm up. They can't just go into the game cold. They have to warm up their arm. And so the bullpen is where the relief pitchers go uh, or hang out in and they warm up. And so you have to have someone in the bullpen as a catcher for the pitcher who's warming up, who's about to go into the game. So gotcha. the bullpen catcher's job is – 30 minutes a night they're squatting down and they're catching pitches for the for the pitcher that's about to go in but the rest of the evening they're hanging out in the bullpen eating sunflower seeds with their feet up watching a baseball game yeah i was gonna say and not not only is that a smart choice whoever put that on their list because you still have to have the skill right to do it but there's no pressure like you know there's not a huge amount of pressure to perform so super smart choice whoever put that on there okay Mm -hmm. um cool all right back to ty then um disney imagineer I mean, that is a lot of work. You got to go to school for all that stuff. Is there is there no confusion as to what that job is instead of just I want to professionally ride roller coasters for a living? So, so who the person that talked about that uh, in the in the discussion part? Like we already established that you're at the top of your field in whatever job this is, and it's the Disney Imagineers that kind of uh, create the uh, stuff that they make up for the different areas of the parks, like not just the roller coasters, but they'll make up stuff for like the star Wars world or the animal kingdom, stuff like that, but not just roller coasters. Cause like they do a lot of different things than just, you know, rides the Disney imagine. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That's interesting enough. I see. All right. Yeah, and it's, then like the person, it's like the person that comes up with the fun idea for like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if at star Wars world, they get to create their own lightsabers and we created a whole experience for that. Yeah. I think that's right. kind of what, that's what that pick was. Sure. Okay. Um, all right. Now, Danny, back over to you, private library owner. I understand the theory of that. I, I need a little bit more. Uh, I need a little bit more specifics library of what, because is it books or is it a library of a collection of something else? Yeah, we talked about this for a while. Um, imagine, uh, imagine a public library, but privately owned instead of publicly funded, and like it's not owned by your local government. It's right. owned by one specific person, so it's still a place where people come to borrow books and movies, and they need a place to use computers or they need a place to study. It's still that. It's just privately owned, so you don't have to deal with local government and fundraisers and stuff. Gotcha. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like private library of like comic book collection or like, you know, snake skeletons or like something kind of bizarre. That's that's kind of the fun thing about a private library is like if I had a cool comic book collection or if I wanted to let people borrow comic books, like you could if you were a private library owner because you don't have to follow all these stupid strict rules. 
would this private library, would it follow the Dewey Decimal System? Uh, well, I can't answer that specifically because it might be Ty's library. I see, I see. Well, the answer is it should because anything else is chaos if, and I refuse it, to accept it. Were, were this my pick, of course it would. Okay, but I can't fair speak enough. for Ty. It might be his pick. I don't know. I remember okay, so, when I when I was in school, there was this teacher in our middle school, and it's Barnes and Nobles doesn't go by the Dewey Decimal System, right? It's like alphabet. It's not the Dewey Decimal System. I don't think so because they're they're selling books. They're not cataloging them for checking There's, in and checking out, right? Yeah. So this teacher would go on a rant like at least once a week about how Barnes and Noble needs to be on the Dewey Decimal System, and we're like. <laughs> Hey, you're teaching Texas history. Why are you uh, so concerned about this? We don't get it. Please uh, just tell me about Sam Houston, lady. That's all I want to know. Yeah, and and dear listener, you'll notice that's why teacher isn't on this list, on anybody's list. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, so then last question then for Ty. Uh, I need a little clarification. What is a Netflix tagger? So a Netflix tagger, they're the people that uh, they watch a show and then they categorize it into like drama, comedy, uh, action adventure, action comedy, uh, romantic comedy, stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. So you, so this person would be watching all the content and sorting it into genres essentially. Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that makes sense. Okay. So normally... Uh, I, you know, I like to come on the show and I like to cause a little chaos and I'd like to Uh-oh. assure all the, the rank princes and princesses. Is that what you guys call your fans? Do you guys have, you no, guys have, have uh, the rank names kingdom. Yeah, there you go. The rank kingdom. They're all we, peasants. We have to have fans first before we can name them. They're all peasants. Oh, yeah, I think, uh, I think they should be called <laughs> princes and princesses. I, I think everybody listens to the show is, uh, is royal. So normally I like to do it, but here's the deal. I, I save that stuff for when I come on the show and both of the lists are just absolute trash. And I'm, pleased to, and I'm pleased to report that this was not the case today. Both of these lists were absolutely excellent. And it took a lot of debate on my part to really kind of lock down like what I think you guys were going for and, um, you know, and, and to pick the winner. So, no, both of these lists were absolutely excellent. So for the first time think, ever. For the very yeah, first the, time in the history of the rankings, we both had pretty good lists. Yeah, and to be clear, like what I what, like, a lot of these jobs are not jobs that I would be interested in, but I could understand why other people are interested in right. them, right? So here's what I'm going to do. I am going to read my list out, and as I read my list out, the listeners will notice there are a lot of striking similarities between my list and a particular list. So by the time we get to number one, it will be fairly obvious who I have picked to win this list. So without further ado, uh, I will read my list or list C hashtag list C for all of the (laughs) princes and princesses out there. Blow up Twitter um, with my, my list and and we'll just go through it. So uh, feel free to ask me questions as we go. And uh, we'll start. Okay, so honorable mentions, I'll go from three to one. Third, ship captain. Based off of, you know, never been on a ship. I mean, I've been on ships before. I've never not been to sea. But I'm just saying, never done that job. I'm convinced I could do it. I could be a good second mate as well. I could take that. But, uh, but like, I think I knew it the moment that that in that Tom Hanks movie when the guy's like, look at me. I'm the captain now. And he just real quick was like, all right, whatever. I would have been like, absolutely not. You didn't earn this. You just came on this boat. Like that's how you know you're designed to be a ship captain. You got to put up a fight for it, you know. So, like, what uh, kind? What kind of uh, captain? Like, what kind of boat would you be on? 
Uh, bigger than better. Not like a cruise ship. That's a little too touristy, but like, you know, cargo ship would be fun. Pirate, that would be kind of deal, yeah. uh, right? Like, uh, you know, but just anything where it's like real, you know, crew, not like a, not like a, uh, cruise ship or whatever, but anything else. What like about that, like right? a like oil tanker, like a Steve Z- Zissou, uh, the Wes Anderson movie, like, yeah, kind of there like you a go. exploring, exploring vessel. Yeah, dude, exactly. And then occasionally be a submarine captain as well. Ooh, yeah. See, now you're thinking, yeah, see, okay. So that's honorable mention. Number one, honorable mention. Number two is a lawyer. I would love to be a lawyer to get paid professionally to argue and to get to say and to get to say things like objection. And it actually means something. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah. like I say objection all the time and no one listens. But if you say it in a courtroom, someone has to write it down and then like things have to be reviewed. Like how amazing would that be to be paid to argue with somebody, yeah. you know? I think my thing would just be I would get like a little too into it, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, an objection gets sustained and I just be like, mm, eat it, you know? Which I, you which can't I, handle I, the truth. So this is traffic court. It's yes. this is a parking ticket. You got to chill out. You cannot call in witnesses, sir. This is traffic court. We're not yeah. yet. You cannot get the district attorney in here to testify. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd be great at it, though. But uh, but yeah, all right. I'm so, so that's second. I'm sorry, uh, count, I don't. I'm sorry, sir. I don't know who Harvey Dent is. You keep mentioning <laughs> him. Yeah, Stop bringing him up. I don't. I don't know what horrible acid accident you're referring to that happened here all those years ago. Stop winking at me every time you say you know, sir. Um, oh God, yeah, that would be. I think I'd be a, a great job. So okay, and and then number one honorable mention. Barbecue Pitmaster, which was discussed on this show earlier, so we don't have to spend too much time on it. But like, as as the both of you know from Texas, from being from Texas, and myself as well, making barbecue is such a point of pride, and making good barbecue that people love to eat and drive miles to eat would be such a cool thing. And it's a ton of hard work, but it would be so worth it to just see that smile on someone's face as they but like they bite into your brisket or whatever that just like melts away in your mouth. So Barbecue Pitmaster would be an awesome job, I think. So um, okay, those are the honorable mentions out of the way. Moving on to the actual list, starting with number 10, professional single malt scotch taster. Oh. Uh, I, I am a big fan of single malt scotch. It is my drink of choice. Uh, I am in a group of guys that we meet once a month. We've been meeting digitally for the last year, but we meet once a month and we all go in on a couple of different bottles of scotch and we're able to taste things and try things. And at this point, I'd like to think I have a fairly refined palate. And I think that I could just get paid to drink scotch professionally and like say if I like it or not. So it's kind of the same thing as a food critic, right? Whoever on list B had that on there. Um, but, you know, just with single malt scotch, not bourbon, not whiskey. It's got to be single malt scotch. That, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that would be a cool job. Again, dream Fun job. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, now, number nine. What, there's only one job that's cooler in a courtroom than a lawyer. And what is that job? Judge. The judge, that's exactly right. Oh, man, I'd be such a great judge. I would crush it. For no reason whatsoever, other than it's cool, I would insist on wearing one of those barrister wigs. Of course. Um, <laughs> just to really throw people off. Yeah. But, like, you know, how cool would that be? Like, people just argue in front of you, and then you get to, like, Chrissy Teigen, you get to just decide their fates. Yeah. Um, you know. I, I think I would be an excellent uh, uh, judge. I, 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 again, I did not go to law school. I have not studied. Just a gut feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sounds you like know. you should have, though. I, I might have. Yeah, who knows? I, you know, uh, I think I could do it quite well. I don't, As far as I know, you don't need any uh, qualifications to be a judge. They just get picked randomly, right? That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. They, they just show up one day. 
Yeah, they pull it out of a hat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So being a judge, I think, would be awesome. Uh, plus, you know, like I said, everything you say gets, like, written down and, like, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Plus, I have to imagine that, like, if you're a judge, you get a lot of, like, phone calls all the time from friends like, hey, what's better, celery or blo- uh, broccoli, right? Like, people just need you to, <laughs> you know, everything. weigh in on certain things. Yeah, and I'm sure that that wouldn't be annoying at all. Um, but, uh, but I, I would relish that. I think I'd, I'd do great at that. Well, yeah. And then, okay. and every argument could just be, I'm a judge. Society has picked me to pick the next <laughs> option. So you win every argument, no matter what. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Good I can't point. even lose to myself. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, number eight, dream job, benevolent dictator. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to see a pattern with some of these. You're so power hungry. (laughs) I want to make it clear. My, my power here, my command would be absolute, but but I'm a nice guy. I'm a benevolent dictator. Like I've got the people's best interest in mind. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a jerk. Like I want to put that down. Like not a terrible dictator. I'm a good one. Like, you know, they make fun posters of me, you know, That would be, I think, a pretty like that would be a dream job, would it not? Like live in a palace, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Like live in a palace and like, yeah, it'd be. I mean, who wouldn't want that job, right? Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, it's a good point. It's true. Shame on the shame on the both of you for uh, not putting that on your list. I feel like both of your lists were a little short sighted uh, for not including that one. But yeah, benevolent dictator number eight. I'd crush it. I'd be so good. Wear like that military uniform, you know, that I like with bunch of buttons and pins that I didn't definitely did not earn, you know, be great. Okay. So that's, that's number eight. Any, no questions on that one. We're all clear. Yeah. No, I get it. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number seven, this, this should come as no surprise comic book writer. Okay. It would be great yeah, to write nice. comics for a living, right? For me, I'm, I'm a comic book geek. I've been at the one since I was a kid. It would be awesome to actually get entrusted by, you know, a Marvel or a DC to like actually run the storyline in continuity for Batman, obviously for me, or, you know, any of the, the superheroes and comics that I like. So that would be kind of an ideal job. Would you, um, would you want to be on, yeah. like in charge of the story and also uh, the artwork or just the story? No, no, God, no. I can't draw to save my soul. Like for a million dollars, I, I, the best I can do is like a stick figure. Yeah. So no, they would uh, they would not let me draw the comics. Well, that's sure. the fun part about this episode topic is if like in this world we're assuming you're top of your field, and so if you want to be a good artist and be the guy that draws the art for the for the comics, you could just say that. Yeah. It's oh no. I, I, nah, dude. Like the, like those guys like get carpal tunnel because they like seriously some of those guys yeah. like their hands are like ruined from drawing yeah. all the time. No thanks. I'd rather just type out the scripts. Yeah, you know, yeah, and then that. an artist kind of puts it together. So no, that's yeah. Don't. No thanks on the. Those guys are insanely talented because not only can they draw well, but they draw insanely fast. Yeah. But not not my dream, man. Just let me write them. Somebody else can draw them. Don't you know? don't try to bring logic into this after you said you wanted to be a benevolent di- dictator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fair enough. I, I suppose I deserve that, but still, you know. Um, okay, moving on. Number six. Record producer. I could be oh, like okay. the next Rick Rubin, right? Yeah. Or something like that. Um, that would be cool. Like I, again, I have like no musical background, but like I am, I am beyond confident that I could sit in a recording studio and just be like, mm, no, do that chorus again. Or yeah. like, 
the drum beat should be tighter here or like whatever. I think I'd be fairly decent at that. And I think that'd be a fun job too. Cause you're not a member of the band, right. but you're helping create the sound of the record. Um, you know, and listening to, I listened to this uh, podcast where, uh, the host interviews, um, like singers of bands about writing the songs. And so many of these singers always talk about how the producer came in and like made the song better and, you know, tightened it up and this, that. So I think that'd be a cool job. And I said, I know you're going to have, have a little bit of background in music to do that, but I think that'd be a pretty sweet job. I think, um, to do Mm -hmm. that. So I don't know. I'd be, it'd be, I'd be be a cool way to make a living. I think. Okay. Number five, Jeopardy clue writer. Don't want to be the host. It seems like a, See, that seems like a fairly boring gig, but like I could write clues for Jeopardy all day. Just like pick a subject, you know, like geography and then just write random clues about Japan or something. Right. Like, oh, okay, You know, and then you get to watch the host's smug face as he's like, oh, no, the answer we were going for is chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. (laughs) You idiot. It's chlorophyll. That's be a great, great to be pick. A, that's a really, really great pick. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Jeopardy clue writer. Because I don't even know how many like they have. I have to imagine it's like a dozen or so. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, like I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying those guys can't work more than two days a week. Right. Like yeah. it's got to be a pretty sweet gig. And I guarantee you they all make six figures. Not that money's a thing, yeah. but two days work of, uh, well, you know, and they get paid to just like write clues about like Kurosawa films or something. Like, oh, all right, not bad. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great. Okay, idea. number four, getting up towards the top, New York Times op-ed writer. Okay, just I get a call from the New York Times once a month, going, "Hey, this happened." Write up five hundred words about it, or like, you know, maybe it's a fun month, and it's like, "Hey, give me five hundred words on your thoughts on chimichangas," and it's like, boom, I've just you know, and then I've got a byline on the New York Times, and I've just written five hundred words about chimichangas. It changes every month, <laughs> or it changes every piece. You know, I'm not tied down to like investigative journalism on wall street. But like, if that comes up one month, yeah, I'll wing it. I'll write something about wall street. Sure. Why not? You know? Yeah. Is it specifically, uh, the New York times or would there be any other like publications you'd want to write? Nah, it's gotta be the New York times. If it's not the New York times, it's trash. Get out of here with your (laughs) USA today. Nonsense. That's a, that's a C list paper at best. (laughs) Wow. Shots fired. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's uh, in, in all truth, uh, you know, I, I just I like the New York Times. It is the paper of record to say. Yeah. Um, so anyways. OK, number three. And I think this is one of my favorites, but it's true. I think that tonight I could do this job if given the opportunity Ooh. and I could do it religiously uh, and very easily. I could be an orchestra conductor. Based oh, off of okay. no experience whatsoever, <laughs> but how hard is it to just swing a chopstick in front of a band, right, and pretend like you know what you're doing? Because I'm convinced they're not actually doing anything. I'm convinced that there's no training. If Gustavo Dudamel of the L.A. Phil is listening to the show, please feel free to uh, talk to those guys on Twitter, not me. But, um, you know, but, but again, how hard could conducting possibly be? You get to wear a tuxedo and then just, you know, right? And, like, that would be awesome to do that night in, night out. And it requires no skill from what I can tell. Yeah. Oh, band, ner- band nerds are furious right now. <laughs> They're just yelling at their speakers about how wrong you probably are. But I don't know if you're wrong or not. I- yeah. <laughs> and that's the point is you can't prove it. Yeah. Because <laughs> every conductor does it differently. Wrong. Right. Every conductor does it differently. There's not like a way to do it. It's not like writing calligraphy where there's right or wrong. It's like 
you're just waving a chopstick around and it's like you kind of just get to know your conductor and figure out what they want. So I will, I'll give you this. You probably, you probably can't conduct cold. You probably have to heard the song once. Right. But like, you know, I could, just I once. could do just some. Just once yeah. is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just once. You just got to be semi-familiar <laughs> with it. Like you got to get warm with the song, but then, you know, I could just do some, conduct some Beethoven. Like that'd be, you know, you can do it. Fun, on, I think you can do it on the way to the, wherever you're playing, like in the car, you can just do it with totally. like one finger. Then there's your training. And then you just walk <laughs> in and put your tuxedo on. Totally. You just take a 30-minute-long Uber ride to the concert venue and just do it in the back, right? Like, you know, have the Uber driver give you the aux cord. Right. And then just do it in the back seat, and then boom, you're hot, you're ready to go. Let's conduct this thing, baby. Yeah, see, the problem here is I know that you're wrong, but I can't prove that you're wrong. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's my thing is that I'm sure that there are people who think that you have to know what you're doing to conduct, but you can't prove that. Yeah. And so (laughs) – yeah, but I think that be I, I, that would actually be a fun experiment to like have somebody who actually knows how to conduct conduct a song like a, like a mini documentary, right? And then get me up there on the stage and just see if it really makes a difference, or if the band like can just do it without me, yeah. you know? Or if like if I literally do point at the drums, they just start hitting them for like no reason, <laughs> you know? Just, like, I just they're mindless. They're just mindless animals, just like oh he, po- he pointed at me, I'll just start drumming now. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Or this this music I have right in front of me that tells me exactly what to do. <laughs> exactly. What do they need me for? Just look at the music and play that. You shouldn't be looking at me. You know, I'm up there just having an emotional experience with a chopstick. I'm just enjoying the music, man. I'm dancing up there. Okay. All right. Conductor, orchestra conductor. When I ran that by my wife, by the way, her first question was like on trains. And I was like, no, not, not on trains. Who wants to who wants to work on a train? Like no, nah, so I had to, I had to make it clear orchestra conductor. Okay. Number 2. Film director, right? I've done it before on short films. I do enjoy directing. It is directing making a movie is the most collaborative art form. And when you when you know what you want to do for a film and, and you know the, the you understand the script, film directing is such a fun job. And obviously, you know, I've I've grown up idolizing some film directors, and it's definitely like it is, you know, my second tall all-time dream job or whatever. And it was just I would love to do that job. Um, it's a lot of hard work, and there's a lot of it that's a lot less fun um, than it sounds. But to, but when you direct a film and then you show it and you like it, and then you show it to people for the first time, there's nothing like that feeling. Um, so, so, you know, second dream job, uh, would be uh, film director. So, and my number one dream job. And when I said, I, we, we, I will officially announce the winner of the, the podcast after we talk about my dream job, but I will say this, the person, my number one dream job, this person had it on their list. And that's when I was like, okay, this person is definitely going to win. My number one dream job of all time would be to be the host of diners, drive-ins and dives because that is the coolest job on the planet. You fly (laughs) around the country, you eat dope food and you go like, this is off the chain. And then you fly back to LA, (laughs) right? I mean, you just fly around the country and you eat ribs and stuff. Yeah. It is the perfect job. Oh, macaroni, please. Yes, please. Oh, you put jalapenos in it. Illegal, man. So good. Awesome. And then back to L.A. Now, Incredible. Would you take yeah. over the persona of Guy Fieri or would you be like you? Would you do your own thing? I mean, I kind of like to do my own thing. But if that was the criteria for the job, 
was to, you know, dye my hair bleach blonde and wear the sunglasses backwards and generally just look like I got electrocuted while drinking Mountain Dew, um, <laughs> then, then yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. Like, um, my, my biggest pet peeve on the planet and it legitimately gives my body like willies is pinky rings. Like those, like, <laughs> Oh, they make my skin crawl. They make my skin crawl. But, but if, if they told me like, Hey, you got to wear these two giant pinky rings to host this show, I'd be like, cool, let's do it. You know, that's fine. Yeah. Into it. <laughs> yeah. I, I would just yeah. kind of perfect the haunch. Right. And just, you know, I, I would get it done. That is the coolest job in the world. Like it's and, the perfect and, uh, job. beside yeah. the fact, beside the fact that Guy Fieri seems like the world's nicest guy, his job is just the coolest job. So I will say based off of that two great lists, but the winner of this episode is list a. Yeah. Oh, it feels good. I've been on a really, really bad losing <laughs> streak. So it feels good to to finally win one. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, dude. I we had very similar reasons. My biggest one, like, obviously you're traveling the, the country, you're eating really great food, you're giving some shine to mom and pop shops that could really use the free advertising on a on a big right. stage like the Food Network. And you're not a critic. Like I don't I don't have to say anything mean to these people. I don't have to tell them what could make it better. I just get to be nice and enjoy their food and tell them that they're doing a great job. That's the perfect job. There's no pressure. There's no stress. There's no anxiety. You just get to be nice and eat food with cool people. It's a perfect job. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, Guy Fieri doesn't eat bad food on that show. Like, have you ever had bad mac and cheese? No, you haven't. You've had mac and cheese that you've liked more than other mac and cheeses. But there's no such thing as bad mac and cheese, so you're never going to be like, oh, this is gross. Like, yeah. you know, it's not like Andrew Zimmern or wh- who was the guy that did the Bizarre Foods? Was that his name, yeah. Andrew Zimmern? Yeah. Yeah, like you're yeah. not going to be eating like pig's blood stew. It's like you're eating Oklahoma chili. Like it can't yeah. be that bad, you know? <laughs> that, um, yeah. that was – that pick on Danny's list was my least favorite, not because of the actual job. But part of my decompression process when I get home from work is I sit on the couch and I watch Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Diners, Drive-Ins, and, and Dives, And nothing yeah. would piss me off more if I turned on the Food Network and it was just Danny's stupid face on there instead of Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, I suppose. But what if it was my stupid I would face? Watch would be... I would watch yours. I would watch yours, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, for sure. <laughs> you, you actually couldn't be the host of the show because if you were, they would make you host it shirtless every single episode. That's true, yeah. And it would just be distracting, so. You can't do that job. Yeah. Only somebody who looks like me could do that job because it looks like I eat a lot of burgers, you know. Ty also couldn't do that job because he could not hold back from saying mean things if he didn't love something. Yeah, that's he like he, part of he my thing. have the ability to not critique. <laughs> when, when I said, when I was talking about my food critic and I was just like, part of it would be having the power over restaurants. I would have the power over whether they stay open or not. And also like comparing myself to movie food critics, I would be the guy from Ratatouille a hundred percent. That would be my food critic persona. <laughs> yeah. That just, that sounds awful to me. I don't want that at all. I just want to be nice to people and enjoy their food that they worked hard to make. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, if this, if this already got talked about, we'll skip it. But uh question for you guys, Guy Fieri famously does not like eggs. And so most of the dishes on the show, they don't, there's not a lot of eggs. And anytime he's forced to eat eggs, they make like a big deal of it on the show. What is the one ingredient that if you were the host of the show, it'd be like, oh God, not, please no. I'll tell you mine. It's, I'm not a picky eater by any stretch of the imagination. And in fact, I'd like to think I'm fairly adventurous, but I hate mushrooms. Oh God, those are so gross. So anytime there was mushrooms on anything, I'd be like, uh, like they'd have to do like really dramatic music every time I like, 
went to take a bite of uh, something with mushrooms because it's. I feel like I'm putting my life in my hands every time I eat one. Yeah, mine mine is actually eggs also, and it's not because oh, nice. of, it's not because of the taste. It's just any kind of egg, whatever, however it's prepared, the texture just weirds me out. I don't like it. Fair enough. Okay, well that'd be an easy swap then. They've already got the the template for yeah. that built. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm also not huge on mushrooms, but they don't like destroy things for me. For me, it's black olives. Oh, there you go. I can't, I can't stand black olives. They're so grossly overpowering that if you have black olives in your dish, you may as well just eat black olives because that's all you're tasting anyway. I just, I can't, I can't stand them. They instantly ruined a dish for me. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. Okay, Shane, I got a question for you. So for your second dream job, your directors. So when people think of your movies, who is your go-to actor or actress? Like, who's like, they think of Shane, they think of this person. Oh, man, that is a great question. Um, you know what? I haven't really thought about that, to be honest with you. I mean, there are so, so we've, many we've actors. Got, we've got Greta Gerwig and Saoirse Ronan. They're a classic pair. We've got Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan that, yeah. that are a pair. Wes Anderson, Bill Murray. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a good call. Shane um, and... I, I think Ty just really wants me to say Timmy Chalamet. <laughs> um, Do it. No, who would, who would I like? It would need to be somebody that I feel like has a lot of range that could do a bunch of stuff. I mean, you'd want to get somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio right. who just, it seems like there's nothing that that guy can't do. Yeah. Um, so let's see who would be I think part like, of it though. They be? also have to like be a fun hang. Cause you're going to be spending lots and yeah. lots of time with this person. You want to get someone who'd be pleasant to be around. Yeah. When you, when you make a movie, um, you know, it's a very intense experience that's done in a short amount of time. And you spend basically almost every waking moment with that group of people. And so many people that you talk to who work in the film industry, um, you know, and work on sets like they, they so accurately describe it as like, especially when you're making a movie for that period of time, it just feels like a summer camp, you yeah. know, cause you're so you're in such close quarters and you're basically all you have to hang out with. I don't know. I think like, yeah, that's a good question. I, I feel, I'll tell you what, I will think of the answer and I will answer it the next time I'm Ooh, on the show. Okay. Cause I don't want to say yeah. something rash. Okay. Um, but, uh, but I'll, I'll come up with a good answer for sure. That's a great question though. Yeah. Ty, do you have someone in mind now that we're talking about it? Yeah. Ty and is it Timmy C? No, it's Vince Vaughn, obviously. Or uh, Paul Giamatti <laughs> probably would be number two. Uh, no, it's definitely Timmy C. I'm investing in the future. Yeah. It's Timmy C. I think uh, if if I had to answer this, I think Oscar Isaac. Oh, that's a good one. my answer. That's there you go. A, yeah. Dude's got a ton of range, and it just seems like a fun hang. He's a good singer and good guitar player. So if we're just winding down, having some drinks, he sings a song. That sounds like a fun hang. Yeah. Lakeith Stanfield yeah, would be a actor. good young actor to like tie. I would be intimidated if it was Lakeith Stanfield because he's the coolest person in the entire <laughs> world. So I feel like I'd be walking on eggshells. I don't want to do anything that's going to make him think I'm lame. I'd be so intimidated to be around him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't say I blame you there. I did. I did not realize until recently that that dude used to be like an actual fashion model. So yeah, that guy yeah. has like done a bunch of stuff. He's like the coolest of cool, man. I, yeah, I get it. I yeah, totally get sure. it. All right. Well, I think uh, I think we can go ahead and wrap up there. Uh, Shane, thanks again for coming on. We always love having you on. There's a reason we ask you to. You're on an episode a month, basically at this point. Yeah. There's a reason <laughs> for that. You're a great guest. Uh, appreciate you picking my list. I've been on a pretty bad losing streak it's been bad (laughs) and it's hurt a little bit and so it feels good to uh feels good to finally finally get a win it's been a minute i needed this one for my self-esteem you know what i mean 
Yeah, I hear you. Hey, your list won on merit for sure. Both great lists, but the Triple D host is, is what sealed the deal. <laughs> well, hey, and, right. and watch out next week. Uh, we're having another bonus episode come out of Danny, Danny Watches. That's what I'm going to call the series from now on. Danny watches. So, nice. Uh, look out are we revealing what the movie is or are Should we holding we? out for a later, a later uh, date? We, yeah, sure. Let's go ahead. Why not? Go yeah. Ahead, we are going to be watching the Goonies. Ooh, the 1980s classic. And nice. And Ellen Beck will be our uh, guest on that one. Very cool. Very cool. Ellen, That's going to be a good show. I, I cannot wait to listen, but although I swear to God, Danny, if you scream at her for 15 minutes straight, <laughs> like you did last episode, that okay, was a... listen, did you listen to the episode of Love That Movie that Ty was on where they talked about Dazed and Confused? Yes. I did. did you get I did. Yeah. They were so mean to me. I wasn't even there <laughs> hold to on. defend myself. They spent the whole episode bullying me. <laughs> wait, hold on real quick. Let me find the text message from Shane. Ty needs to be on Love That Movie more often. That episode was great, you guys. Super enjoyable listening. Listening, go. Wait, wait. Super enjoyable listening. Both of you endlessly chuckling. Uh, that was a text from Batman Shane about my episode. It was good. It yeah. was, uh... Dude, have you met Shane? He's the nicest, <laughs> most supportive person in the world. Of course he's going to say those things. My, I, I, I texted Ellen and Ty, but my favorite moment of that episode was at one point they moved on to talking about the Mighty Ducks oh. movies. And Ellen, at one point, they were talking about D3, and Ellen just goes, yeah, God, there was so much sexual tension in that movie. It was crazy. And Ty just kind of went, what? What are you talking about? And she goes, oh, I mean between me and the movie, D3. <laughs> and Ty was like, oh. <laughs> oh, I lost yeah. it. Like, Ty was so confused for a minute. Like, what sexual tension was in D3? They're all 10. Oh, that's good. Gosh, Ellen rules. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have Ellen on to talk about the Goonies. We'll release it in the next couple of weeks. She's not busy making her own podcast, so she can just come on. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah, well, I will, listen, I will be listening to that episode for sure. It's going to be a good one. I, ho- I hope that you enjoy the Goonies. I hope so, too, because she's going to be very mad at me if I don't. So I really hope, for my own sake, that I love the Goonies. I, I think you will, and I think the third installment will probably be something that hopefully is in black and white. So Jeez. Nice. Can't wait. All right, let's get out of here. This episode has been so incredibly longer than I thought it would be. I thought this would be such a short episode, and we're at like an hour and 40 minutes. Now this is nuts. All right. Thank you for listening to the Rank Kings. Thank you to Batman Shane. Uh, you normally this is where I would plug stuff, but just listen to all the the podcasts that Shane appears on because that's kind of his jam, and, and <laughs> we, we love that about him. He d- doesn't want to host his own show; he just wants to be on all his friends' shows, and that's that's a very sweet spot that you're in. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, guest host podcaster. That's dream job number one A. Yeah, it's honestly pretty sick. Oh, also, uh, I know I'm in the middle of the outro, so my my number one choice was podcaster. It's actually a and d podcaster. I just couldn't put that without giving away whose list was whose. That's Fair my enough. actual number one choice is I want to host a D&D podcast. So I can Fair enough. Now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I dig it, man. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RankingsPod. Don't forget the double K in the middle. We will be back with a new episode next week, uh, weather depending until next time sometimes i spend the whole meeting wondering how they got the big meeting table through the door bye see ya (laughs)